Hello, I'm Father John Downey, and you've reached the Miracles Among Us podcast. Um, I'm an Orthodox priest, and I was raised Protestant, and I converted to the Orthodox faith. And in the particular Protestant sect that I was raised in, the Reformed Presbyterian Church, uh, which, you know, they did a lot of good things, but they also taught officially that there were no more miracles being done on the face of the earth. Now, fortunately, my parents didn't believe that, and a lot of the Reformed Presbyterians don't believe that, but that's the official teaching of that particular sect. And the idea behind this particular platform is for you, listeners, to have a place where you can tell your story about how God has affected your life in a miraculous way. Sometimes that might be a small uh, what other people would think, people who aren't faithful, would be a coincidence. Other times it's a dramatic, obviously uh, direct intervention by God himself in our lives. And this is a platform for us to, to proclaim the glory of God and to proclaim the reality of God. Because so many people in our day and age don't believe in God because they think God is an abstract idea or some God far away from us not a God that is personal, not a God that is active, not, that a, not a God that is right beside us. So this is a platform uh, primarily for Orthodox people, but for anyone, for Catholics or Protestants, or, for, or anyone who has had a miracle uh, in their life to contact me. Uh, you can contact me at miraclesamonguss at yahoo.com, and you can tell your story. and God bless. Uh, I'd like to thank you for tuning in, or whatever you call it these days with, with podcasts. We have a very special guest I'm very happy to have on, on uh, the program today. It's uh, Father Ciprian Negriano, and uh, we have a translator for us today, also Elena Romila, who's a longtime friend uh, who's on the beach taking a vacation uh, <laughs> and helped us in helping us out with the translation. So, Father Ciprian, could you just give us a little bit of background of who you are, uh, how long you've been a priest, where you serve, and just a few, uh, a little a little introduction about yourself. Părinte Ciprian, ați putea să faceți o introducere despre dumneavoastră de când sunteți un preot? Cam care este background-ul dumneavoastră în momentul acesta? Da. Păi, sunt fiul de preot. Din, tatăl meu a fost preot în Valea Jiului, acum este la pensie. Valea Jiului este o zonă în sudul județului Hunedoara, în sudul Ardealului, în sudul Transilvaniei, o zonă minieră unde, se aduna, unde sunt adunați, au fost, asta ca un părăștiat, uh, au fost adunați mineri din toată țara. Cred că te las să Mulțumesc! So he is also the son of a priest from the south of Transylvania, from Valea Jiului which is on the south of Hunedoara. And um, that's, a, that's an area where all the mine were working a long time ago. Okay. And his well, father is at pension right now, so he's, not a, he's no longer serving in a church anymore. Mm-hmm. But he's still alive. And uh, yeah. how long have you been a priest, Father uh, Ciprian? De câte vreme sunteți dumneavoastră preot, Părinte Ciprian? De 23 de ani și... <laughs> so for 23 years and four months, he has been a priest himself. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, what what church are you serving at? La ce biserică slujiți, părinte? Biserica studenților, biserica din campusul studențesc HDU din Cluj-Napoca. Uh, so he's serving at the church uh, from the students, at the students' church, and the uh, student campus in Hajdeu, Cluj-Napoca. Hajdeu is the name of the campus, actually. And that's in Romania. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so, Father, I'd like to ask, I'm sure you have many uh, stories. But is the this first, still on? But the first story I'd like you to 
uh, share with us, if you don't mind, is how you converted, because even though you were raised Orthodox, you kind of had a conversion experience that I heard about and it moved me. And this is one of the reasons why we would like to have you tell the story to to Americans. Părinte Ciprian, Părintele John, vă roagă să să ne povestiți despre convertirea dumneavoastră, pentru că împotriva faptului că sunteți fiu de preot, dumneavoastră înși v-ați avut un episod de convertire care a impresionat foarte mult și din acest motiv ați fost invitat astăzi ca și preot în emisiunea dumnealui. Da, fiind fiu de preot într-o zonă minieră, industrială, copilăria a fost destul de grea și, cum să zic, era perioada comunistă în care preoții nu erau văzuți bine, erau vorbiți de rău, erau bajocoriți. Te las să traduci. So, so being a uh, son's, being the son of a priest, communist time, uh, it wasn't really easy to be the son of a priest. So he had some sort of um, problems with that back then. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah let me just help you out with that. One second. So it wasn't easy? So it was, uh, yeah, so during the communist times, I think you mentioned that he was... Uh, uh, I can't really hear you. Is the connection still on? Okay. Yeah, so he was, um, uh, let's say, uh, ridiculed and, and uh, let's say picked on as being the son of a priest and in, in in life of a priest was difficult. During in the mining area during a communist time because the priesthood wasn't looked at so kindly by the communist state. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool to Elena. Ah, no. I'm I'm introducing you because you're going to talk about the connection. Yes. And I remember in all the childhood how we, as the priests, were bajocoriți, râși, se râdea de noi, se lua peste picior, toți tinerii din clasă și colegii aveau o plăcere să bajocorească pe fii de preo, să-i numească pop, să-i numească niște oameni retardați. Cam așa. Ok. Um, so being the son of a priest, he's also saying that he has been ridiculed and he was not the only one being ridiculed. All of the uh, sons of the priests back then were being ridiculed and called names and so on and so forth. Um, and it wasn't a great experience for himself or for the others. Da, părinte. Da. Eu m-am ținut de credință cu dinții când era mic. Numai că încetul cu încetul am căutat și explicații. Um, so he stayed close to the orthodoxy when he was little, but uh, little by little he started looking for explanations. So he started looking for explanations about orthodoxy. Părinții n-au avut timp, răbdare, poate nici posibilitatea de a-mi explica sau de a răspunde la întrebările mele. His parents had no time or maybe no patience at all in order to answer to his questions about orthodoxy. După ce am căutat în comunitatea acelor oameni simpli din biserică unde slujea tatăl meu să aflu dacă cineva poate să răspundă la întrebări. And then he started searching in that community where his father was serving as a priest. He started uh, searching for simple people that could answer to his questions. Erau întrebări fundamentale care țineau de scopul de, pe care, pentru care trăim în viață, pentru ce venim, care e rostul nostru și de ce îngăduie Dumnezeu suferința, mai ales înspre copiilor. Uh, those questions were fundamental questions about the purpose of the men in the world. Uh, why do people um, come to this world? And another question that Father Ciprian had was, why does God allow suffering among people and most of all among children? Uh, răspunsurile erau superficiale și din partea preoților și din partea credincioșilor sau uh, inexistente. Nu se putea da niciun răspuns. Um, the answers, though, were really superficial, even from the priests or, from, or among the people, and most of the times people were not able to give him any answers at all. Um, aveam o bibliotecă la parohie 
veche care adăpostea cărți interzise și am citit foarte, foarte mult încercând să găsesc în acele cărți teologice răspunsul. He had a library with lots of books and he read he had read a lot of books, plenty of books in order to find an answer, uh, but still the answer wouldn't come. Dar n-am găsit un răspuns uh, serios și uh, concludent care să mă odihnească. Nu am găsit um, un răspuns. There was no answer for him. There was no answer that would uh, make his heart content with it. Not even in, not even in those books. Acum îmi dau seama că erau niște răspunsuri care veneau din partea unui, unui tip de teologie scolastică, unui tip de teologie sterilă și uh, formală. Now um, he realizes that those answers was, were just answers coming from a point of theology that was more formal than deep, so that's why they weren't satisfying his heart, his hungry heart. Am încercat, am încercat atunci să găsesc răspunsul în cultura, în cultura mare, în poezie, în literatură, dar mai ales în filozofie și știință. He then uh, tried to look for answers in culture and most of all in philosophy and science. Și uh, încetul cu încetul răspunsurile m-au dus spre un tip de filozofie Uh, zice o dezamăgită, tristă, uh, sceptică, scepticismul mă caracteriza. A little by little, uh, he, uh, if I understood well, he found answers in philosophy, but those answers were disappointing, were skeptical. He himself became a skeptical person. Uh, autorii care m-au impresionat și care m-au uh, mi-au dat niște răspunsuri care uh, mi se păreau mai serioase îndemnau în general spre sinucidere. And when he did find answers that uh, were in commitment to his heart, those authors were also um, how would you say advising him to kill himself. So most of these authors were uh, saying that, well, these are the answers, but you know, the conclusion is that you have to kill yourself. Sună cum ca spre existentialism asta, nu? Existentialism. Da. Filozofii care m-au impresionat au fost Nietzsche, au fost Camus, au fost, eu știu, Derrida, au fost toți deconstructiviști, toți cei care vreau să demoleze tot ceea ce se creează pe pământul la ei. The philosophers that uh, really um, made him have these answers and that impressed Father Ciprian were Nietzsche, Diderot, the ones that trying to, the ones that were trying to kill everything that was built until they started writing. So basically, I'm not really sure if it's existentialism or if it's negationism. So. Cu alte cuvinte, eu credeam în Dumnezeu, avusesem prea multe dovezi că Dumnezeu există și o vedeam din natură, din fire, din tot, dar acest Dumnezeu era un tiran, un tiran care ne chinuiește, care ne-a dus la ființă și ne poartă printr-o viață urâtă și grea și ne duce spre boală și suferință. În uh, other words, Father Ciprian believed in God and he believed in creation and he thought that everything was made by God. But in the same time, he thought that God was a tyrant himself and he only brings us in this world to make us suffer. And um, yeah, That's basically the idea. Modul cum era zugrăvită credința creștină în simplitatea oamenilor și în general în teologia scolastică. The way that the orthodoxy was um, pictured in the simplicity of the people and in the uh, scholastic theology. Îmi îndreptățea părerea că Dumnezeu e un tiran care ne, ne, ne așteaptă la sfârșitul vieții ca să ne pedepsească. 
uh, were actually building his opinion that God is a tyrant and he's waiting for us at the end of our lives to punish us. Și pentru asta toate dovede- aduceau dovezi totul. Viața era o suferință și o vale a morții și a suferinței. Copiii însă își sufereau, inocenții și oamenii care făceau bine sufereau la fel de mult, dacă nu chiar mai mult decât cei care făceau răul. And he had a lot of proofs for his idea. The life itself is suffering. It was a valley of death. The children were suffering. The innocent people were suffering. So everything was just uh, promoting suffering. Mă împotriveam acestui Dumnezeu cu toată ființa mea și socoteam că singurul rost în lume este acela de a avea acest ultim afront față de el, de a îți lua viața pe care el spune că ți-a dăruit-o și că e darul lui. He was uh, staying against this God that he believed was a tyrant back then and he believed that the only purpose of our life was that to um, kill yourself and to uh, renounce at this life that God offered to you in order to suffer. Uh, numai că amânam acest moment al sinucidrii pentru că știam că acolo, dincolo, mă voi întâlni cu el față către față. Știam că aici mă mai pot feri de el, dar acolo nu am cum să mă mai feresc și atunci dădeam din lac în puț. He was postponing the moment when he wanted to kill himself um, because he knew that if he was going to kill himself, he was going to meet God in the other life while still being here alive he was able to hide from God from time to time so it was easier for him to stay alive însă aici pe pământ încă fiind socoteam că foarte multe lucruri pe care oamenii le fac nu are rost să le mai faci deci un an de zile n-am vorbit decât am zis da sau nu pentru că ce rost are să vorbești ce rost are să comunici ce să comunici că n-ai ce să comunici totul era trecător și perisabil While he was still alive with that idea of killing himself in his head, he was thinking that there's no use to do any action. So he stayed for one year without talking. He only gave answers with yes or no, because he thought, what's the use of talking and what's the use of doing anything while life is just suffering? Nu mai vreau să dorm pentru că socoteam că pierd prea mult timp. Vreau să citesc și să construiesc în continuare cetatea aceea a împotrivirii față de Dumnezeu. He didn't want to sleep anymore. He only wanted to read books and he wanted to build in his mind that um, a huge fortress against God. He just wanted to be and stay against God. În starea asta fiind am dat la filozofie în Cluj. In this state of mind, he um, actually started uh, the College of Philosophy in Cluj-Napoca. Ca să cunosc mai bine tot ce au gândit oamenii și ce căi au găsit de raportare la această realitate tiranică. Because he wanted to know what other people thought um, about uh, their, how would you say, um, what other good people, like authors, thought about their connection and about their relationship to this uh, tyrannic reality, which was God. Uh, îi disprețuiam pe creștini, socotindu-i o masă amorfă care crede tot ce li se spune și care mai mult funcționează mergând pe un, fel, un tip de psihologie a mulțimilor. He despised Christians because he thought that they were just a big mass of people going on a um, ideology, like they didn't have anything of their own. So they just did what they, they did what they were told and um yeah uh, and they just kind of went along with the, like mass psychology just like a herd a herd mentality. Yeah, thank you. Trebuie să știu ceva. Nu, am tradus. Nu, nu părinte. Nu, am tradus ceva părintele John. Da. Mă adânceam tot mai mult în această revoltă împotriva lui Dumnezeu, clipă de clipă, zi de zi, și adăugam... Da, te rog. He was going further and further in this revolt of his against God, and he was doing that every day, moment by moment. Și adăugam la revolta mea și gândurile și filozofiile și tipul de înțelegere ale multor altora care fusese înainte de mine în gândirea filozofică. 
And he was adding to his own thoughts, the thoughts of other philosophers and authors that he kept on reading. Făcusem o adevărată, un adevărat sistem filozofic cu care îi dădeam gata pe foarte mult și nimeni nu putea să-mi stea în față când aveam discuții. Uh, he built himself his own philosophical system and he was having a lot of uh, discussions with other people but nobody could stay against Father Ciprian back then because he had all the arguments. Aveam o listă scrisă sau mai puțin, nu neapărat scrisă, dar am și scris uh, în care o listă cu care urma să mă înfățișez în fața judecății de apoi, în fața marelui judecător și să-i le pun întrebările acestea marelui judecător, întrebări pe care eram convins că nu are cum um... să-mi răspundă la ele. Ai zis prea mult? Ai zis prea Father John, I think I... No, that's okay, but I think I lost the connection, so I would ask you to translate, because yeah, I didn't hear what Father Ciprian yeah. had to say. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's no problem. I'll translate this last piece. So, Father Ciprian uh, was saying... Hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. So, Father Ciprian was saying that Thank you. He, his system got to the point where he had made a list of things he was going to say at the, at the Dread Judgment, Uh, that he was going to bring up to Christ to kind of to make his case. So he had prepared a, a presentation for the for the last judgment where he was going to be able to show, you know, well, you know, Lord, why is this and why is that and why is the other thing? Eram convins că nu poate să-mi răspundă, pentru că ce răspuns putea să aibă suferința, mai ales că suferința era gratuită și pentru inocenți. Especially that the suffering that the suffering was um, for free, even for the innocent ones. Yeah. So, so uh, let me just complete the thought there, and hopefully the connection will get. Hello. Back. So, um, uh, the idea was that uh, he was convinced that he was going to be able to prove God wrong because of the suffering, and especially the suffering of the innocence, like you said earlier, the innocence of the of the children. But it's also seen that the. the Innocent people suffered even more than the regular evil people, right? So he was going to have a, he was going to have proof, and he thought he was going to be able to show God wrong. Can, can, you, hear, uh, can you hear us, Elena? Are you yeah, I'm right here. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I'm right here. Okay. Thank you. În, uh, pentru asta aveam multe discuții și cu fratele meu, care am un frate geamă și care a fost totdeauna cu minte, a dat la teologie, era în anul 4 sau 3 la, la teologie la Arad și aveam multe discuții în care eu contestam tot ce spunea el. And for this reason, he also had a lot of discussions with his twin brother. His twin brother was already a student at theology uh, in the fourth year. And he was uh, discussing with his brother and trying to stay against him with a lot of arguments that Father Ciprian already had from what he was reading back then. Totul a culminat când el m-a invitat să cunosc un părinte deosebit care poate să-mi răspundă la toate întrebările. And it all got to the point where his uh, twin brother invited Father Tidrian to meet a wonderful priest that was able to answer all of his questions. Și eu n-am refuzat pentru că eram convins că nimeni nu poate să-mi răspunde la aceste întrebări. Nu fusese în stare toată teologia și toată filozofia la un loc. N-avea cum să răspunde mie un preot oarecare. And uh, he didn't stay against the idea because he thought that uh, nobody was able so far to uh, answer to his questions. Nobody was able to um, uh, stay against his arguments. So he said yes to meeting that wonderful priest. He said yes to his twin brother. I'm I'm în Hunedoara, mergi cu trenul de la Cluj până la Simeria, stai și aștepți în Simeria până schimb la un personal până la Hunedoara, la Hunedoara stai și aștepți până, primești, până iei un autobuz până în satul Simbaș.
So he said yes to that journey and he started in Cluj. They explained to him how to get there. He was supposed to get on a train and then to get on a bus in order to get to that uh, wonderful priest that was able to answer to this to his questions. Am călătorit toată noaptea, am așteptat prin gări, prin autogări, până când am uh, am ajuns la mănăstire. He traveled all night, he waited in train stations, he waited in bus stations, and uh, at 9 a.m. in the morning, he got to that monastery. Îl luasem cu mine și pe un prieten din liceu, care era și el student la Cluj și care intrase și el sub influența gândirii mele. Uh, he took along a friend from Cluj. Um, they were both students back there, and Father Ciprian had a lot of influence over this friend of his also. Uh, am ajuns la mănăstire și eu îl căutam pe părintele acela în viață. Am auzit că îl cheamă Arsenie. Uh, and they got to the monastery and they started looking for that priest. They they believed uh, the priest was alive, so they started looking for the priest that they heard about. Asta era 93, 4 ani de când murise Părintele Arsenie Boca. And this was in 1993, so there were four years um, after Father Arsenie Boca had died. Uh, am văzut că oamenii de la mănăstire urcă mai sus, am urcat și eu. And he saw that the people from the monastery were going uh, way up, so he started going after them. He started going way up too. Acolo sus, undeva într-o poiană, am văzut un grup de oameni în jurul a ceva. And uh, on a plain um, soil, like going way up on a hill and then staying on a plain, uh, he saw a lot of people and they were all staying surrounding something. He didn't know exactly what. Uh, am zis, acolo o fi părintele, mă, că, mă gândeam că vorbesc cu el sau e ceva acolo, nu știam că e mormântul, atunci nu erau de aceste mormânte ale monachiilor. And, and in his mind, in Father Ciprian's mind, uh, was the thought that, oh well, maybe that's where that special father is, uh, maybe people around him are talking to him, he didn't know it was a grave and he didn't know that that father was dead. Și m-am așezat sub un mesteacăn, sau, sau stejar, nu mai rețin exact, dar trebuie mesteacăn era, sub un mesteacăn împreună spate-spate cu acest prieten al meu, așteptând să ne întâlnim cu acel părinte. <laughs> and um, him and his friend that he brought along, they sat uh, under an, a tree, he's not really sure what kind of tree it was, and they were waiting to meet this uh, special father, the special priest. Trebuie să spun că de când o luați pe calea aceasta revoltei, gândurile mele erau necetate, negative, continue de dimineață până seara și de seara până dimineață, de la invidie, de la răutate, de la frică, de la teamă, până la revolte și ură. And he wanted to mention that since he was on this negative path, his thoughts were uh, full of hatred, full of uh, despise, full of uh, dark thoughts. I'm not sure I'm remembering them all, but he had built like a fortress in his mind with really dark thoughts. Și acest lucru nu mă lăsa nicio clipă, doar dimineața când mă trezeam, dormeam două, două, două trei, patru ore, aveam o, câteva clipe în care simțeam că n-am astfel de gânduri. And these thoughts were never leaving him alone. Um, um, there were only times in the morning for two or three... No, he was only sleeping for two or three hours at night, and in the morning these thoughts sometimes were just leaving him alone, but... And the rest of the time, he always had them. Cred sincer că la un moment dat, pe lângă gândurile mele, era și o influență demonică, care cumva fusese atras, atrasă de propria mea gândire și de propriile mele revolt. And what he mentions right now, what Father Tiprian mentions, is that um, besides the thoughts, the black thoughts that he had, he truly believes that there was also a demonic influence that he himself attracted by thinking that way. Atâta, atâta stres și tulburare mi-aducea aceste gânduri întunecate încât mă săcoteam un condamnat veșnic, nu aveam nicio șansă, nu aveam nicio cale de ieșire spre o lumină. Uh, the thoughts were so stressful and they were condemning him that uh, he thought that he has no way out of them and he is actually doomed to 
um, to, I'm not really sure how to translate this, but um, yeah, the so thoughts he, were actually condemning him. Yeah, he, he thought that he was going to be condemned for all eternity. He's like, and he thought there was no way out. No. Yeah. Nici, nici nu plânsesem de vreo șapte opt ani pentru că socoteam că în fața acestui Dumnezeu terorist și chimitor este ultima, ultimul lucru pe care l-aș face. Adică nu vreau să plâng pentru că nu vreau să-i satisfac această plăcere de a mă vedea în viață. Uh, he also didn't cry for seven or eight years because he didn't want to give satisfaction to this tyrant God. Și Stând acolo sub, sub acel mesteac, în, a, am început să plâng fără să vreau. Lacrimile încurgeau și așa de multe încât se nodau cu barbă. And that's, a, and that's amazing. So taking into account that he didn't cry for seven or eight years, sitting under that tree, waiting to speak to that wonderful priest that his father, that his brother told him about, uh, he started crying and all the tears starting falling down his face to his chin. And he was really surprised by that. M-am ridicat în picioare, supărat pe mine însumi pentru această slăbiciune și m-am he... uitat la prietenul meu și chiar și el. <laughs> so he stood up on his feet and he was really upset on himself because he, he started to feel, feel weak and he looked to his friend and his friend was crying too. Nu ne influesaserăm pentru că nu vorbeam nimic și stăteam spate spate, jos. <laughs> and he's saying that he didn't influence his friends because they were not even seeing each other. They were just sitting down back to back and they couldn't see one another, but they were both crying. <laughs> and Father Ciprian argued his friend and he said, why are you crying? This is a weakness sign. Don't cry. Și în clipa aceea, când eram în picioare, când îl certam și după ce am întors pe mormânt, dar nu știam că e mormânt acolo, că erau oameni. And in that moment, when they were on their, up on their feet, and he was arguing with his friend about crying, and when they turned to the grave, but they didn't know back then that there was a grave there. S-a făcut o liniște dintr-o dată, cum nu mai trăisem niciodată, adică o liniște pe care eu nu mai avusesem de șapte ani, dar nici liniștea de dinainte nu se mâna cu liniștea asta. And back then, in that moment, uh, a lot of calmness and a lot of peace came to his mind and to his heart. And it was a peace that he never had, not even uh, in those seven years where, when he studied philosophy, nor before. So he never had in his, in his life such a peace before. Um, mai târziu am, am văzut că Sfântul Pavel vorbește despre o liniște, o pace care covârșește toată mintea și inima. Aceea a fost. Later on, uh, he read a, at uh, St. Paul that um, there is a calmness and a peace that uh, uh, stays in all the heart and all the mind. And Father Ciprian says that maybe that's why he felt back then. Yeah, sorry to inter- interrupt you, but that's... that's uh... It's not a quote exactly, but the, the peace that surpasses all understanding. That's a, the reference that the Father Cipriano is making to St. Paul. Thank you. Thank you, Father John. Și în liniștea aia pe care nu cred că o să mai simt, adică am mai simțit-o, am simțit-o așa că e vorba de aceea liniște când am citit pasajul din Evanghelie în care se spune că Mântuitorul a certat mare acivânturile și le-a zis, tăceți, încetați. Și s-a făcut o liniște așa de mare încât apostolul ziceau, cine este acesta încât și mare acivânturile ascultă Dumnezeu. And in that peace that he thinks he will never uh, feel again, um, and it's also the peace uh, where... Uh, where our savior Jesus Christ argues the sea and the winds and he tells them to uh, get quiet. Și în tăcerea aceea pe care nu pot să o descriu, o, e o liniște, după, e ca și cum ar ploua peste tine zeci, ani, ani în șir, ar ploua continuu și picăturile toate ar fi fiecare picătură care te lovește un gând rău. Și după aceea se face într-o altă o liniște, se pune umbrelă, se pune ceva, încetează ploaia. 
And in that piece that Father Ciprian describes as uh, if it was a rain, a rain that um, um, stayed for seven years in his head and every drop of rain was a bad thought. And the piece he, he describes as being an umbrella that covers your head and all of a sudden there's no more rain over you. Și în liniștea aceea am auzit un glas care era în mine, dar nu era gândul meu. And in that quietness and that peace, he heard a voice that was inside of him, but he but the voice was not his thought. Un glas atât de măsurat, de clar, distanța, micile distanțe de timp între litere și între cuvinte erau egale și în același timp atât de blânde. I think I'm losing you here. Da, puteți să repetați uh, ultima frază, Părinte? Am zis că acel glas, acel, acele cuvinte pe care le-am auzit erau atât de clare cum noi nu putem avea gânduri. Omul nu poate, nu poate avea gânduri clare. The words that he heard back then uh, were so clear uh, and they were no thoughts of his. He, he believes that the human being cannot have such clear thoughts by himself. Și uh, până și distanța, diferențele sau, sau spațiile dintre cuvinte și dintre literele fiecărui cuvânt rostit erau atât de uh, egale și în același timp muzicale. Nu, nu, e greu de explicat cuvântul acesta. He's finding hard to explain what he felt, but the thing that uh, he said right now is that the distance between the words were equal, and even the distance between the letters of the words were equal as well, and they had a sort of uh, musicality to them. Fiecare cuvânt și fiecare literă parcă atingea fiecare celulă a ființei mele. Every word and every letter that he heard uh, were like they were touching each cell of his um, existence, of himself, of Father Ciprian. Și care spunea, unde ai fost până acum? And the words were, where have you been until now? Why did you lose so much time? Te-am așteptat. I waited for you. Era ca și uh, așteptarea tatălui risipitor pentru fiul tatălui, pentru fiul risipitor. But it was uh, like the weight of the father um, from the Bible that was waiting for his son to come back home. Eu îl, îl, îl vorbisem și îl blasfemiasem pe Dumnezeu ani de zile, îl bajocorisem în fața tuturor. And Father Ciprian says that he was that person that was speaking bad against God and he was thinking that God was a tyrant and he couldn't believe that God was speaking like that to him right now. He also spoke bad about God to other people. So he doesn't just... And to other God, people. He was, yeah. he was blocking God to, to other people for yeah. a few years. Și Dumnezeu de care credeam că este un tiran și care mă așteaptă să mă pedepsească, mă întâmpina cu o dragoste și cu niciun reproș, niciun reproș. Deci n-am simțit în spatele cuvintelor, în cuvinte, în tonalitate, niciun reproș, decât dragoste fără seamă, fără seamă. And this God that he believed was a tyrant that he, and that he was mocking was waiting for him with so much love and not reproaching anything to him, not at, anything at all, and he was just amazed by that love. Și toată ființa mea îmi spunea că e Dumnezeu. Nu trebuia să-mi spună nimeni că e Dumnezeu, pentru că simțea fiecare celulă și moleculă că e Dumnezeu glasul acela. And nobody had to tell him that that was God, was he, what he was hearing back then and what he was feeling, because every cell of his body knew, knew exactly, was recognizing that that was God talking to him. Și el se repeta tot atât de clar, de mai multe ori, cred că de vreo două sau trei ori a zis, unde ai pierdut atâta timp, de când te aștept? S-a And he was repeating himself, God was repeating himself two or three times in Father Ciprian's mind. And he was saying, where have you been until now? I was waiting for you for so long. Where have you been? Am simțit în cel care mi se descoperea atâta dragoste, încât aceasta m-a îngenunchiat pentru totdeauna. Dumnezeu, cel pe care îl bajocorisem, m-a îngenunchiat cu dragostea lui pentru totdeauna. He felt in this God so much love. The God that he mocked for so long was receiving him with so much love 
that his love kneeled him down forever. Și am zis dacă acesta este Dumnezeu și acesta este, nu mai am nicio întrebare. <laughs> and he said to himself, if this is God and this is God indeed, I have no further questions. <laughs> Pentru că dacă așa este Dumnezeu și așa este, atunci încredințez dragostei Lui, toate întrebările mele, toate fricile, toate grijile, pentru că știu că El o să facă oricum infinit mai mult și ceea ce face este infinit mai mult decât îmi imaginez eu. And he's, he told to himself that if this is God and this is His love, well then all of my questions are going towards this love. I, I give Him all of my questions, I give Him all of my thoughts, I give Him all of my life because... Whatever I have, he will transform and he will make way better than I can. Am încredere că știe de copiii bolnavi, am încredere că știe și știe ce face cu lumea care se duce de avale și cu suferința lumii și nu mai am nicio frică că lumea e scăpată de sub control. He said that he started believing that this God that he just met Um, knew exactly what he, what he was doing with the suffering of the kids, with the suffering of the innocent, with the entire world, with every problem in this world. So he gave himself completely to his God and to his love. Din clipa aceea au fost ani de zile în care nu puteam să nu îmbrățișez fiecare om pe care îl întâlneam, să-l socotez de mii de ori mai valoros ca mine, eu care fusese în pulverea drumurilor și păcatul complet. From that moment on, uh, it was um, it was in his um, existence, it was in his way of being that he would just hug everybody he would meet and he would believe that every person that he would meet was way better better than him um, because he believed that he was the last person in this world. He started to believe that he was the last one. He was the last sinner. Și nu știam cum să-i răsplătesc sau cum să mă întâlnesc cu acest Dumnezeu decât ajutând pe cei care, pe care El i-a făcut după chipul Său și pe care îi iubește. And he didn't know exactly how to repay this God other than taking care and uh, loving the people that God created and that God loves. A trebuit să treacă vreo două luni de la acest moment ca să încep să mă întreb cine este acel om lângă mormântul căruia eu am trăit așa ceva. <laughs> and there had to, um, two months had to go by since he lived this moment in order for Father Ciprian to ask himself Who is that special priest near whose grave I lived such a wonderful moment? Și am început să mă interesez, să aflu cine este, să, să văd cine este acel om. De ce Dumnezeu a binevoit pe, prin el și nu prin altcineva? De ce nu lângă un tufiș? De ce nu pe creastă unui munte? And he started looking for information, trying to understand who was that priest, who was that special priest, and why did God allow that through that priest uh, took place his uh, conversion to the real orthodoxy, and why it didn't happen near a bush or somewhere else. Și așa l-am descoperit pe Părintele Arsenie Boca, pe care l-am iubit, și despre care cred că e sfânt, indiferent... Indiferent ce voi afla vreodată. Negativ. <laughs> and this is how, and this is how uh, he discovered uh, Father Arsenia Boca. Um, and uh, he believes that Father Arsenia Boca is a saint, no matter what people might say negative about him. După aceea, vrând să fac cât mai mult, am, am ajuns să dau la teologie, am ajuns să devin preot. După aceea, vrând să ajut cât mai mult, am vrut să fiu monah. Am văzut că monahii se retrag în carapacea lor în mănăstiri. After that, uh, after that um, happening in his life, he wanted to give to theology and he did that. He wanted to become a monk, uh, knowing that monks uh, go into monasteries and uh, help people. He wanted to help as much as he could. Eu vreau să ajut oamenii și să-i ajut și pe ei cum am fost și eu ajutat. He wanted to help people and he wanted to help people the way he was helped. Și am vrut să mă fac preocelib. And he wanted to become and he wanted to become a, pr- a priest that's single, a priest that doesn't get married. 
Dar am văzut că oamenii nu au încredere în preoții ștelii și s-o cotesc că nu știu ce greutăți de vieții. But he noticed that people didn't trust uh, priests that are not married because people believe those priests don't know anything about life and the problems of life. Și atunci am hotărât să mă căsătoresc și să merg pe calea aceasta smerită, cumva, And that's when he decided to get married and go uh, on this humble way, simple, humble way. Mi-era teamă de mândrie, de părere de sine și cred că asta, această cale asigură uh, îndepărtarea de mândrie și de părere de sine. Um, he was afraid of being um, full of himself. He was afraid of being proud. So that's why he took this step and he got married in order to be humble. De atunci nu fac altceva decât când, când nu mă prinde lenea și eu știu ce alte motive, decât să încerc să trezesc și conștiințele altor oameni cum am fost și trezit. And since then he's not doing anything else but waking up other people conscious in the way that he has been awakened. Cam aceasta e istoria convertirii mele. This is basically the history of his conversion. Yeah. Well, the, it's very, it's a very beautiful, uh, very beautiful story, and we, and we thank you for that very, very much. Uh, Mulțumesc. Fourteen years after this thing happened, so in 1993, after this happened, Father Ciprian didn't say anything to anybody because the uh, the thing was so extraordinary uh, that he didn't understand what was he supposed to say or what he could say about this. It was way too much for people to understand or for him to say to people. Dar la îndemnul duhovnicului meu, preasinsitul Vasile Someșanu, care a trecut la cele veșnice, am spus. But uh, his uh, spiritual father, father Vasile Someșanu, that is uh, in heaven right now, uh, advised him to talk to the people about it, and that's when he started saying the story. Dar de fiecare dată când îi povestesc, uh, parcă sunt sfârșit. <laughs> But every time he says about this, he feels that he is um, very tired. It's like, I don't know, Father John, you help me with this. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 also painful for him to talk about this because he says that it's like showing the letters that you received from a very loved person, a very special person to everybody else. And this is painful. But he also understands that him saying about this miracle that took place in his life would help other people as well. So that's why he does it. I think I think it certainly will, Father, because... Um... In our day and age, uh, you know, despair, depression, hopelessness are really big uh, issues for people. Și cred că va ajuta oamenii, Părinte Ciprian, deoarece în zilele noastre disperarea și deznădejdea care au cuprins oamenii uh, au nevoie de povești ca acestea. And it's, it seems to me exactly what happened with your, yourself is... Only, only an experience of grace, only an experience of God can bring people out of that state, not ideas or reason or logic or anything like that. Iar mie, ca și preot, mi este clar că numai experiențele de genul acesta, iar nu ideile, scrierile și așa mai departe, pot aduce oamenii la un liman din deznădejdea și tristețea lor. Da, de fapt, trebuie să vorbesc pentru că una dintre întrebările mele a fost că eu, că eram în mijlocul sute de oameni care vedeau la fel. Și mi s-a părut că dintre acești sute am fost ales un moment dat eu prieteni acest 
eu, deci am fost ales și eu să în această gândire greșită. Nu am făcut nimic ca să And Father Ciprian says that he really needs to talk about this because he didn't understand so far why was it him that has been chosen to live this miracle and not other people. Singurul, singurul răspuns de ce eu a fost poate pentru că căutam cu toată sinceritatea răspunsul. Nu vreau niciun profit, nu vreau nimic pe pământ decât un răspuns. And the only reason why he believes that he lived this miracle was that he, he was himself completely honest with God. He didn't want any profit. He didn't want anything in this world other than his questions being answered. Nu alesesem împotrivirea față de Dumnezeu ca să îmi pot masca păcatele și să pot trăi liniștit în păcate. He didn't choose to be against God in order to uh, have like a uh, cover for his sins and to be able to live in sin. Nici ca să fiu cinstit de lume sau adulat de, de oameni pentru părerile mele. He didn't choose to stay against God in order to be praised by people for his opinions. Poate pentru asta Dumnezeu a, a, a binevoit să mi se descopere și pentru rugăciunile părinților, a fratelui, a bisericii. Maybe this is the reason why he lived such a miracle uh, and this and uh, for the prayers of his parents and of his twin brother. Dar mai ales cred că a binevoit că trebuie să propovăduiesc mai mult decât mulți pentru răul pe care l-am făcut, adică să ajut pe mulți alții. But most of it, he believes that he had this miracle that he lived because he needs to help other people um, like he did a lot of harm before living this miracle and now he believes that he need to repay for that harm uh, helping others. Eu care am greșit cel mai mult, sunt dator cel mai mult să întorc binele împotriva răului. Himself that he made most of the mistakes is uh, the one that needs to do most of the good to repay the, for those mistakes. Mulțumesc. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you uh, very, very much. And um, I think that's, uh, that's uh, good for this, um, this podcast. And maybe if, you, uh, if you're open to it, maybe sometime we can have another encounter with some of your um, experiences as a priest over the last uh, 23 years time in the future. Vă mulțumim foarte mult pentru timpul acordat. Cred că este suficient pentru acest podcast. Dacă cumva în viitor veți fi de acord, mi-aș dori să povestim și despre ceea ce se întâmplă în biserica unde dumneavoastră slujiți, minunile prin care ați trecut în ultimii 23 de ani. Cumva invitația rămâne deschisă. Um, He says yes. Awesome. Uh, and I also would like to say that Father, Father Cipriano is, uh, is, uh, is a very humble priest in the sense that he has a very great work at Cluj-Napoca and many, many young people are, uh, are, are, are finding the church and are finding the faith and are found a lot of support and comfort through confessing to Father Cipriano. So he's a very, uh, he has helped many, many people and has had a, had a very big influence in the whole area, really, of, of, of Cluj-Napoca. So he has a lot of experience that he can tell us about, not just with this miracle, but with his pastoral experience and working with so many uh, various people throughout the decades. Your thoughts, I first come to Elena, your thoughts, but your thoughts. That's okay, should I also translate this? Uh, Spun eu, v-am, am spus spune că sunteți smerit, dar aveți, aveți o lucrare mare acolo la Cluj-Napoca și mulți au venit și ați mânghiat multe suflete și aveți o experiență care puteți să ne ajutați și nouă cu această experiență de două, peste două zeci de ani de ghidare de, 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 de Și mulțumim foarte, foarte mult, părinte. Mulțumim, să rămână. Mulțumesc eu, părinte. Să rămână și eu. Vă mulțumesc mult. Să rămână. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sarumana, Parinte. Okay. God bless everybody. Thank you. Mm-hmm.